Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello. Hi. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of the Two White Chicks in China podcast. This is episode 142. Hope everyone's doing fine. Thanks for tuning in again, listening to us banter about life in China. Still going strong. It's going to be my 10th year now coming up here. Yeah. I just had my 8th. Yeah. Reunion. (laughs) It was crazy. So my husband and I went to a reunion for a class that he taught. They, the kids were three years old when he started. And now some of the kids were taller than he was. Yeah. And he's not a short man. So this is very, like, telling, oh, my God, we've been here so long. Well, before we jump in, I also want to say thank you to everyone who's left us a review. And also to say thank you to everyone who's still supporting us on Patreon. What can we say for ourselves? I know, I know. (laughs) We're We're doing our best. (laughs) It's pretty bad. But um, now we're back on recording. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash chicks. And again, thank you to everyone who is still, who stuck with us. We really, really, really appreciate it. And actually, we, we have a nice, um, a nice chunk of change now. And we, we are discussing hopefully buying us, ourselves some new uh, recording equipment. At least a couple so new we'll microphones. Well yes, yeah. yes. Because we know the recording quality isn't exactly top notch. So we thank you for, for that. And we are using every bit of it to go back in towards the show mm-hmm. and for making tools to make... Your Chinese learning easier and just sharing our what we've learned about Chinese culture. And so just know that any money that is donated is put right back into the show. Okay, Nora, do you have a fact for us? Oh, yes, I do. So I don't know how much of a fact this is. I just kind of gravitated towards this because it was in the news. This is from South China Morning Post. Again, we'll put the links in the show notes mm-hmm. if you go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 142. You'll find this article linked there. So, (laughs) here's the title. Chinese woman drops in on work colleagues from a height of 300 meters. (laughs) Okay, so that's like about 1,000 feet for you Americans out there. So, this mountain park worker, Wan Tiandi, started making the near 1,000-foot bungee jump every day as the most efficient way of delivering a hot meal to her colleagues. <laughs> this brings food delivery to a whole new level. Oh my God. She says it would take more than half an hour to drive down the mountain, but this way means she can deliver the food within a matter of minutes. So yeah, then the article just goes in to say that she's bungee jumping every lunchtime. Um, so she delivers food to more than 200 employees who are not allowed to leave their post during the lunch hour. And because of the park's geography, it would take over half an hour to drive down the mountain to their workstation. So this is a time-saving <laughs> uh, device that she's thought of. She says, our park is huge. It will take me more than half an hour's drive to send lunches to them, while this bungee jump takes only two minutes. <laughs> well, that's all That's all well and good, but what kind of food is she delivering that's going to stay like in a box I while she bungee jumps? You can't get soup, can you? that's true i have no i don't know about the details of what kind of food it is but her colleagues did (laughs) praise her for working hard to deliver hot food wow it is not easy says one 
Her delivery is fast, steady, and always on time. <laughs> and then, so then what's she going to do to get back up the she's hill? She's got to walk back she's up. She's got to walk back up. She doesn't have a car, so she's wasting more, <laughs> she's wasting her own time walking. If it's, an ha- if it's a half hour drive, how long is it going to take her to walk back up the hill? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. And I'm also wondering, like, if, if you can bungee jump down to deliver it, why wouldn't they just send the food in a box, you know? Like, just, why do you need the person to go like with Like, really old-fashioned, just, like, wind, like winch exactly. it down. Yeah, you could just, yeah, definitely. Just, like, a basket on a, a basket, rope. Yeah, like, something from Pooh Bear. You know, if, if they can do it in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. yeah. I still loved it, though. <laughs> no, I, I no, thought it was great. It's a great story. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I wish her the best of health and hope nothing goes awry for this uh, everyday bungee jumping woman. <laughs> Only in China. Were there were there any pictures? Not of oh. uh, yeah. There were some pictures of her, but not any like not of her jumping. delivering the food, which is what I was hoping there would be. I really want. I want really want to know more information. To be Maybe there's more. I didn't look deep into the sources, and probably in in Chinese, Chinese there's probably yeah. tons of stuff. But um, it takes me forever to read through a Chinese article, so it's just going gravitate towards the English one. So thanks to South China Morning Post for translating that for us, because I thought that was great. <laughs> so do we have any other news, Holly? Yeah, uh, so this headline is, A woman discovers hidden camera inside Uniqlo dressing room in Shenzhen. Oh no, oh yeah, no! Another Uniqlo dressing room debacle. <laughs> yeah, so... This was quite recent. This was uh, earlier this month. Uh, Shenzhen police have launched an investigation after a woman made an unsettling discovery of a spy camera inside the fitting room of her local Uniqlo store. Uh, Yeah. She'd noticed a suspicious black button about the size of a sesame seed, which is really, really small. Above the mirror, she stood on a stool and poked at the button, discovering that it was stuck to the wall with chewing gum. Yeah. Upon ripping off the button, she found a pinhole camera attached to a wire. She immediately called for the store's manager, and they managed to pull the device from the wall, which included a hidden camera, memory card, and charger. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you'd need all that stuff to keep it running. Yeah. Um, it was still filming when I pulled it off. She said she f- she felt really embarrassed and she hadn't slept very well. Um, luckily, they hadn't find found any more devices in the Uniqlo. And they're obviously, the police are looking into it, but... Um, oh, creepy. I'm yeah. checking twice next time I go. I know. Yeah. I know, I even, sometimes it sounds really weird, but I've even, like, used, <laughs> used like, public losing thought. I wonder if, like, there's any chance there's like a camera in here because hmm. I, I don't know sometimes there's like little holes in the ceiling you just you have no idea actually what's going on above you <laughs> put you off using loos and dressing rooms in Shenzhen but yeah we had an article you brought I think uh, it was probably a while ago by now of those hotels the hotels yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and but the thing well this but that was feeding into a porn site right I, I wonder if this so. was for personal use or for money. Probably both. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just, like, I mean, it's awful t- to say it, but maybe it was just someone who worked there and just thought, mm. Oh, yeah. You might be right about that. Somebody who has the time and access. Mm. Yeah. Or I don't know if Uniqlo have uh, unisex changing rooms, because could have been a lady. True. <laughs> But it was in the female, it was... Uh, it doesn't say whether, I mean, I'm Well, it was a female who found it. Oh, it was. It was a woman who found it. But I don't know if, you know, some clothes stores have just, like, a big dressing room. 
and men and women can just use any of the... I don't know if they have separate ones. Oh, okay. I wonder which one it is. If it's the one in Cocoa Park, I'm pretty sure it's separate. Oh, there are quite a few. In the yeah. City now, so yeah. Yeah. It could be anywhere. Anyway. <laughs> Woo! So just take a quick scan when you enter a dressing yeah. room. I'm sure it's not only in China where these things are happening. Mm. Technology just gets smaller and smaller and easier to use. Yeah. It gives you the creeps for sure. Mm. Mm. All right. So shall we move on to today's question? Yep. So our question today comes from Melissa. And she says, Hi, Holly and Nora. Love your podcast. Considering moving to China with my husband and our three little kids in the next few months. Question for you. You said you make your own bread and yogurt and that the only way to get a birthday cake is to make one. How do you bake with no oven? Do you use a toaster oven or a bread machine? Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. <laughs> you can definitely get a birthday cake, I just yeah. want to say. It's just the cake here. It's like all seems to be this standard white fluff, fluffy. Like it's this. <sighs> there's no substance to it. There's no, really. you know, like Holly knows about cakes. I'll just tell you. Holly knows about <laughs> cakes. And we're like, she's not impressed. <laughs> They just, um, I think their spectrum for sweet is different from mm-hmm. ours for sure because they don't like things super overly sweet. So their cakes are not really that sweet and the frosting is not really that rich. And so you eat it, it's kind of, it's more like for the gesture for the birthday person rather than, oh, this cake is so delicious, yeah. let's eat it. And they're often strange flavors that are not tailored to the Western market, which is fair enough. We're obviously a minority. <laughs> um, they're off, They're just unusual but it's interesting that they've adopted this western because mm. i mean i don't think celebrating your birthday with a cake is part of nope. chinese i think they eat noodles, noodles yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's interesting that they've adopted the they've adopted it but then kind of you know adapted yeah. adopted adapt actually cake <laughs> cake in for lots of celebrations it's quite common now father's day was not long ago and two of the fathers that i know got father's day cake oh really mm-hmm. i mean they have cake shops everywhere yeah. too and they're all these like they're so beautiful the cakes and to me they all taste the same yeah. they're all mm-hmm. like relatively for my palate i don't know if it's just me but it's just to me very flavorless when you compare the just like the diversity in cakes in the west like the textures are a lot different the flavors are a lot different the ingredients are yeah. a lot different it yeah. seems relatively just kind of homogenous here in china the outsides yeah yeah the outsides are really beautiful and artsy and they look they look great but i haven't really had a good chinese cake here no me neither so how do we do it holly how (laughs) do we bake without ovens (laughs) i've fashioned something outside of my window in shenzhen it's so hot you just pop it out the window and it just cooks by itself no (laughs) Just kidding. Although you probably could fry an egg on a pan in the heat in yeah. Shenzhen. You can make solar ovens. We could probably do that. <laughs> but no, that's not actually no. what we do. So what do we do? Uh, well, you can get toaster ovens here, but they're sli- like slightly bigger. Actually, I wasn't sure what a toaster oven was. Um, but yeah, these are bigger, bigger versions of a toaster oven, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not very expensive. And they do the job. Like, you'd be surprised what those little things can do. I, well, we both have cooked uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners using these ovens. Right, including a full-size turkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was my first time doing uh, Christmas dinner, like, f- full full Christmas dinner. 
and uh, my mother-in-law was was quite impressed with me, so I was she should have been, yeah, yeah, was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can basically do everything in those toaster ovens. I mean, there are. I I also never, I never had it because I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the US, it's like you have a toaster and you have an oven. Yeah, but very few people have toaster ovens. Yeah. So I also didn't wasn't really sure what a toaster oven was. I mean, ours is big enough to cook a whole turkey. Yours is big enough to cook a whole turkey. So they're not these teeny tiny things that can only do toast. Yeah. yeah. And they're actually, I don't know if I would ever even want a full-size oven anymore. I got so used to using gas stove and to using a toaster oven. The speed of it is just so different. I don't have to mm. preheat. I mean, I preheat for what, like two minutes? Yeah. And then for the, for the, because I never used a gas stove before. Ours are all mm-hmm. electric. It was like, it's always, usually it's like one unit, the mm-hmm. stove and the oven together. But here you have the gas and then you've got electricity to do your toaster oven. And it's really efficient. The gas heats the water up way fast. You don't have to wait for the burner. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so much faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the only thing is that you just need a little bit of extra counter space for the, for the oven to sit on. Because it's not built in. Oh, yeah. 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 But that's not really a big deal. But um, you can get uh, bread machines. I've, seen, I've never owned one here. The ones I've seen in the stores are quite expensive. I'm but, sure uh, Taobao would have. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I just got so used to making bread from scratch, though. It is tedious at first, mm-hmm. um, but it's... Oh, man, it's... So, like, I don't even know why people use a bread machine, honestly. It's... It takes me... I mean, okay, you have to wait for the dough to rise, mm-hmm. but actually, like, just throwing the ingredients in a bowl and kneading it. I think there's something nice about actually doing it by hand, like, doing the yeah. kneading by hand. It's not that hard work. I mean, it's, like, five minutes of your time. So I got so used to doing it by hand that I, I don't think I'll ever own a, a bread maker or, like, go buy bread when I get, like, whenever mm-hmm. I leave China. I mean, I think the big thing is uh, with, with, these, with cakes and with bread is that it's just not, you can't really get what you want. Uh, it's not easy to get those things. So it's, I mean, we have to, right? With, you mean buying them ready-made in the store? Yeah, I mean, cake, you don't want to go and buy a ready-made cake, like, from, you know, it's it's not... As we said, it doesn't taste very good, so why bother? And with the bread, you can buy, like, pre-sliced bread. I mean, I'm thinking where I live, there isn't really anywhere where I can buy bread. Right, that's not, like, sweet, donut-y bread. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I don't think that's even bread. (laughs) I mean, we're in Shenzhen. Like, Shenzhen, Shanghai, Beijing, all those cities, they're going to have... You're going to have these boutique shops which sell, you know, rye, German bread. You know, you're going to be able to find it if you really want in the big cities. But it's just not... Like, there's... I'm in Sheko in an area of Shenzhen that has a high concentration of foreigners. They have shops like that. Yeah, but it's so expensive. It's so expensive, and then, like, you can't, I mean, from where we live, it takes an yeah. hour to get yeah. there. So what, you spend two hours just to go and get your bread every day? Yeah, you could get, yeah. um, what, like a loaf of bread for, I guess it's probably something like five pounds. I don't know what it would be. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I mean, lot. it's like, yeah, it's about four. That's a lot. I probably spend about four. 30 cents making a loaf yeah. of bread. Yeah, exactly. Because you can get all the ingredients, the ingre- everything's re- like easy and cheap to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Another thing that I've started to make, uh, which I never thought, I had never made bread before coming to China. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I started making is apple cider vinegar. Oh, yeah. Because it's also like, they drink apple cider 
In China, but they drink it like a drink, right? So they drink, I mean, apple cider vinegar, vinegar, actually vinegar in general, a lot of times is a drink. Like it's used, you can actually a lot of times get it at a pharmacy, Mm. Um, but it's, it's sweetened quite a bit because they drink it just straight like that. And so it's not something that you would want to put on your food. It doesn't have the same acidity. It's way too sweet to put on your food. So uh, one of our friends actually got it started. We had a friend here helping me take care of the little ones while I was working. And she actually found some recipe online and started making it. The first batch takes like 40 days. So you have to have quite some foresight <laughs> to make it. But then after that, it gets faster. And it doesn't, it never goes bad. So we just make, we use apple cider vinegar for, I mean, every day pretty much for salads. And so, and for like, for pie crusts and stuff, I put apple cider vinegar. And here it's quite expensive to get it, and it's very few shops that have it. Well, well, I'm not mentioning pie crusts. That's another thing that <laughs> I probably... I mean, I I like to bake anyway, so perhaps I would have made those things at home. I, probably, I wouldn't have, though. I probably would have. But I do it a lot more here, like, uh, yeah, pie, baking pies. But uh, savory pies, not, not, not sweet pies. Okay. I do more sweet, like, apple pies and yeah. stuff. And I, I also never made a pie crust because now my mom's like, it's so tedious, just buy one. It, well, it's so affordable, though. It, it, I mean, she's right, and it's and it's – but here it's – tricky to find that yeah maybe you can find something on Taobao you definitely can but it's it's expensive but I feel weird like you can also get bread on Taobao but it's also like how much packaging you know when you receive a box it's like a box inside of a box inside of a bag that has your bread in it it's just it's just a lot of waste for something that you can just do so easily at home and once you get used to doing it like with a pie crust I found a recipe that uses a food processor and it literally takes yeah. like five minutes I got used to making it it is tedious it is but once you do it a hundred times mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the gist the, actually the only <laughs> thing I think with uh that's a problem and I think it's probably a problem because of where we are um but some not necessarily with cakes, but with uh, pies and things. The humidity, I think, is a problem. The heat is a problem. The heat, yeah. It's, you have to work tricky. really fast. It's quite tricky. Um, but, yeah, you once you realize that it's an issue, that you, you just solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, as you say, you just do it fast. Just Or you put your butter in the freezer. Yeah. So it buys you a few extra precious minutes to get it rolled out before everything goes to goo. Mm. <laughs> um, another thing that I was thinking about was fresh spices. So... I used to use quite a bit garlic powder and seasoning salt. <laughs> so strange. I was just talking with your husband about that this morning. <laughs> oh, really? really yeah. I always had garlic powder and seasoning salts, and I would just kind of use them liberally and everything, but here you just don't get it. So I started using, I always use fresh garlic, which is way better. Yeah. yeah. But it's quite common in the, you, I mean, I, I, the impression I get from my mother-in-law is that you commonly use like the jars, right, of uh, pr- pre, it's already like crushed garlic. Oh. It sits in oil, maybe. Oh, like minced garlic? Yeah, that was something that mm. she was looking for when she was here. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think so. So I, I got the impression it was maybe something that you you, it was, you used. Maybe. Well, in the U.S., I feel like most people, the way they cook is like everything is semi-prepared. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be the norm. Like you get... Your veggies are usually, like, pre-washed, you know, like, oh, it's been triple washed, you know, like, your spinach is triple washed, and everything's triple washed, and it's, like, all in portion size, yeah, like, everything's uh pre-made. Like, hummus is so easy to make, and yet, like, everybody buys hummus. Yeah, well, that was actually going to be one of my things. Oh, yeah. On on your spice thing, 
I um I mean this is such a simple thing. It sounds so basic, but like making your own like taco and fajita spice mix. Oh yeah. I well, mean, you always buy, would you like, buy the, the packet? Yeah, exactly. Packet. You buy the sachet and you just chuck it in with your meat or whatever. And you're like, hey guys, this is mostly just cumin. Exactly, (laughs) and you just put it together and just like, oh wow, this is even better than the packet. Right, and you can tailor it to how you want it, and like you put less salt in it and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Cinnamon too, like here they sell Mm. cinnamon everywhere, but they don't sell it ground up. Oh no. Yeah, so I've been like using a mortar and pestle and a coffee bean grinder to grind up my own, because, I mean, you can, again, you can buy it on Taobao, but it's going to be important, and it's going to be super high price, and we go through cinnamon, like, we eat a lot of cinnamon, and so I've just been, like, going to the local shop, and just crushing it up, and throwing it in the coffee grinder, and that's how I do my cinnamon now. <laughs> All the things we do. Also, I, I remember my mom would usually keep a, hi mom, if you're listening, by the way, she's like, I've been listening, I've been binging, she learned this. <laughs> Like, I've been binging all your show. Um, so uh, she usually keeps a, a, a jar of, or a bottle of lemon juice in the refrigerator. Like, uh, you know, sque- uh, you yep. just buy it like yep. that. And that's also something that I was used to using, just putting the squirt in there. But now I'm always using uh, fresh lemons. Sure. The taste is really different. The mm. fresh lemon. Like, you think it's just lemon juice, but it is different. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, like, each lemon has its own flavor, and when you put, like, a bunch of them together, it kind of, like, mm. I don't know, like, averages the flavor, and it's a little different. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm maybe that sure. juice, the juice in the bottle has some kind of, I guess, preservatives in it. I don't it. think so, because it. it's, think... like, naturally... I don't know, maybe just because it's meant to... Because ascorbic acid or whatever, ascorbic, I don't know is what they use to preserve a lot of foods, and that's they basically extract it from lemons, as I understand it. I don't know that much about chemistry. No. So probably people are listening saying, this woman has no idea what she's talking about. But I don't think it's anything except for lemon juice in there. Mm. But it tastes different, I swear. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned about making hummus. That's something uh, I would never have done at home. Uh, and even and salsa and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, salsa. And salsa is way better fresh. Yeah. I yeah. can't go back to the can. The can, the the jarred stuff, jarred, does have a yeah. pa- particular flavor. Does, does, doesn't it? You can't really create it. Re recreate it. Yeah, it's like canned green beans. You know, it's got like its own thing. But I'll take um, you out for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, canned green beans. It's just I can't. I can't recreate that with fresh green beans. But um, mm-hmm. but the 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 flavor of fresh salsa is so much better. I don't know. To me, it's great. No, no, I like it too. And uh, actually, something that you got me onto was like making your own stock for soups instead of using the powdered stuff oh yeah yeah oh yeah i always thought because like pretty much all the recipes that i have grabbed off like regular western um sites they all require that you use chicken sock or beef sock or bouillon cubes or something like Mm -hmm. that and i just have stopped using that entirely Mm -hmm. for one it's expensive here to get because again it's imported you just think about the cost of importing you know a, a a carton of stock. Is that because I I get that again? Sorry to generalize, but again I understand like that you 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 got in the US you use these cartons. Yeah, most yeah, people yeah. will use these cartons. I, I don't think because I, I well do you when, use when the freeze dried stuff? Just uh, you know in the cubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get. I mean, I we also the, use that. I guess the cartons are, are better. I don't know. I, don't I guess know. they're fresher. I yeah, don't that's know. it. Yeah. But we've never used, I mean, we never, my mom never used those growing up, when we were growing up. I don't know if she does now. You just throw, but, like, uh, a cube in. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. mom too. Which is, I mean, it is way, it does take longer and it's more tedious to oh, do yeah. stock, for sure. 
But I think it's worth it, and mm-hmm. I just don't like the idea of just, like, something that's been sitting around for months and months. Like, I started getting... The Chinese culture's rubbed off on me for sure in this respect that, like, they don't use a lot of pre made foods. No. Like, they really do eat fresh. Like, in fact, a lot of people, they won't, like, they don't really put stuff in the refrigerator. Like, whatever they don't eat, they mm. just throw it out. They don't, like, have leftovers. Yeah. And they don't, um, they wouldn't, like, go shopping for the week and, like, eat the food all week. Yeah. They'll go, like, every, every single day. Every day, yeah. You um, often see the. Ies or grandmas or whatever in the morning with the bags of they've got some veg they've got the meat and you know that that's gonna probably gonna be lunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I started just getting bones. Like I just get bones if I have extra bones from things and I just keep them or or sometimes I'll like boil chicken instead of baking it and then I'll use the because the boiled chicken also tastes tastes great and so I'll eat the chicken and then I'll keep the rest mm-hmm. for a stock. And I got used to doing that, and it's. I feel like it's better. I've also just, like, not been using a microwave since living here. I didn't think I could live without a microwave. <laughs> you you haven't before, though, right? Now you haven't. In this most recent place, you haven't had Yeah, microwave. this is the first time I've, I haven't had a microwave. Yeah. Whereas I was the other way around. Uh, oh. Before now, before living in this place, I mean, now I didn't have a microwave. I, I, I appreciate it. I could get, I think I could definitely. Definitely live without it, but I, I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think in in the future I'd probably buy one again, but I've gotten used to I didn't think I could live without one. That was my yeah, plan. Yeah, it's like, I was sure. like, how, how am I going to do this? But I figured it all out. And oatmeal, for example, tastes so much better on the stove. Like, when I get a microwave again, I'm not going to be cooking oatmeal in an instant packet oh, in the microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much longer. Yeah. So, like, things like that I just got got used to doing and realizing, wow, actually, um, some of this stuff is way better and not as hard as I just imagined it being <laughs> without a microwave. Along the same lines of DIY, I also started making my own cleaners using, like, yeah. essential oils yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I was, one of my final comments was that there isn't really a whole, a, a massive DIY culture in China. Or maybe, uh, it's on the rise. It is. On, it is on the rise. It is with handicrafts and small, like, uh, crafty things, definitely. But in general, like most homes, don't even own like a toolbox. Mm. Or you know, people are just, especially in the city, um, they don't, they don't know how to use tools and things like that. Uh, I guess just when we were discussing making our own, blah blah blah, I just find it quite funny that actually here it's. People don't really do those things themselves. They'll just bring someone in, um, which re- actually relates to our last episode. If you listen to 100, uh, 141, where we were discussing how cheap services are. So it's just, I guess, so cheap to that you can just bring a guy in to fix mm. whatever. Yeah, and one last thing that I wanted to mention, too, was uh, about gift wrapping. Like, okay, so DIY in in China usually means you buy a kit on Taobao and, like, everything's included. Yeah. Like, including the paintbrushes, everything you need is included. Whereas I feel like in the States it's like, okay, you get the instructions how to do it and then you go out and buy some of the individual pieces together or you use things you already have around the house. So that's a little bit different. And then another thing was, like, with gift wrapping. Mm. So we talked in the previous, like, last episode we talked about how gift giving is this big extravagant Mm. thing. But then it's really difficult to find gift 
wrapping paper. That's true. And like gift bags and like yeah. gift cards. So I've done a lot of that stuff DIY. I've yeah. wrapped things in the strangest oh, way. Me too. And terrible. I, f- I feel embarrassed giving gifts sometimes. Because <laughs> it's the last thing I think about. I'm like, yeah. damn. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I can't, I don't, can't get any and I don't have any. Like what the heck am I going to do? <laughs> I've wrapped things in the weirdest paper. Newspaper for sure. Old posters. Like, just scraps of magazines just yeah. to cover it up because I haven't, I also haven't had the foresight to go and get the gift wrapping paper. Yeah. And also, when you buy gift wrapping paper in the US, you get these like meter long rolls yeah. that are just like, I mean, they're the length, the, the, the width of them is a meter, and the, the yeah, length and of them is like yeah. meters and meters and meters. Yeah. Whereas in China, you get these teeny. Teeny rolls. It's just like like barely cover a box. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Actually, you just reminded me, even at Christmas, like, you can go to Ikea and get, like, Christmassy things. Like, if you want proper decorations and a tree and what have you, um, you can go there. And every time, every year I go to Ikea, they've sold out of wrapping paper. (laughs) So they must only order, like, ten rolls. And all the foreigners in Shenzhen buy them. Like, at the last minute. Yeah. 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 And gift cards, too. I've made the crappiest gift cards. I'm not really that crafty, so I. But I mean, like sometimes you really need to give a card. You need to send a card, and so I've also been quite embarrassed with the things that I've sent. Yeah, that card's hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, if you live in China and you have some other things that you've been mm-hmm. doing on your own, we want to hear about it. Please go to writtenchinese.com/episode142 and put in your experiences, or send us a voicemail. We can include it yeah. in a future episode as well. We want to hear all about it. Or if you have further questions about what we've talked about on the show, you can drop them there too. Yeah, Nora, before we leave, do you have a word of the week for us? Yes, I do. I have the word for oven. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Yeah, great. so it's kao xiang. So it means uh, cooking box, yeah. <laughs> baking box. Kao xiang. So Holly will put that in the show notes as well yeah. and uh, writtenchinese.com. And you can click the link to learn more about those characters if you're studying Chinese. Mm-hmm. And before we go, also just want to mention, you can leave us a voicemail, please. We would like more voicemails. We are almost up with the questions. So you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. And, or you can go, you can leave us a, a written message or question on any of our show notes page. That's also fine. Mm-hmm. Or you can just send us an email at support at writtenchinese.com. There's tons of ways to yeah. connect with us, so it, you have no excuse. We're on Facebook as well at... Two white chicks. The two is spelled out T W O. Yep. All right. Well, we hope you tune in next for the next episode of the Two White Chicks in China. Bye, everybody. Bye.